And so I climbed into the cab and then I settled down inside He asked me if I'd seen a road with so much dust and sand And I said, listen, I've traveled every road in this here land I've been everywhere, man, I've been everywhere, man Across the deserts, bare man, I breathe the mountain air, man I travel, I've had my share, man, I've been everywhere I've been to Reno, Chicago, Fargo, Minnesota, Buffalo, Toronto, Winslow, Sarasota, Wichita, Tulsa, Ottawa, Oklahoma, Tampa, Panama, Madawa, La Paloma, Bangor, Baltimore, Salvador, Amarillo, Tocopilla, Barranquilla, and Padilla, I'm a killer. I've been everywhere, man. I've been everywhere, man. Across the deserts, bare man. I breathe the mountain air, man. Travel, I've had my share, man. I've been everywhere. I've been to Boston, Charleston, Dayton, Louisiana, Washington, Houston, Kingston, Texas, County Monterey, Faraday, Santa Fe, Tallapoosa, Glen Rock, Black Rock, Little Rock, Oskaloosa, Tennessee, Tennessee, Chicopee, Spirit Lake, Grand Lake, Devil's Lake, Crater Lake, the Beach Lake. I've been everywhere, man. I've been everywhere, man. Across the deserts, bare man. I breathe the mountain air, man. I've traveled and had my share, man. I've been everywhere. I've been to Louisville, Nashville, Knoxville, Lombabaca, Shepherdville, Jacksonville, Waterville, Coastal Rock, Pittsfield, Springfield, Bakersfield, Shreveport, Hackensack, Cadillac, Fond du Lac, Davenport, Idaho, Jellicoe, Argentina, Diamantina, Pasadena, Catalina, Seaquatamina. I've been everywhere, man. I've been everywhere, man. Across the deserts, bare man. I breathe the mountain air, man. I've traveled, I've had my share, man. I've been everywhere. I've been to Pittsburgh, Parkersburg, Gravelburg, Colorado, Ellensburg, Rexburg, Vicksburg, Eldorado, Laramore, Atmore, Havistal, Chattanooga, Chaska, Nebraska, Alaska, Opelika, Baraboo, Waterloo, Kalamazoo, Kansas City, Sioux City, Cedar City, Dodge City, what a pity. I've been everywhere, man. I've been everywhere, man. Across the deserts, bare man. I breathe the mountain air, man. I've traveled, I've had my share, man. I've been everywhere. I've been everywhere. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and uh, welcome to Local Folk. I'm your host, Steve Kerrigan, and I'm bringing you the people and events that make folk culture happen here in the Portsmouth, New Hampshire area. I have a very unique guest today that I'm really pleased to have on, but before I introduce him, I need to do a little house cleaning here. I need to tell you what the computer thinks the weather is going to be like and uh, give you a little underwriting and give you some community calendar. It looks like the computer thinks that it's mostly cloudy at 65 degrees and tonight it'll be partly cloudy with a low around 51 west wind, 7 to 13 miles per hour. Tuesday, mostly cloudy with a high near 73, west wind around 9 miles per hour, and Tuesday night, a chance of showers mainly between 2 and uh, 3 a.m., cloudy with a low around 58, west wind 5 to 8 uh, miles per hour. Chance of precipitation is 30%, and uh, up to Wednesday, there'll be a chance of showers, but um, beyond that... I don't know. Who can really say? Hey, I want to let you know also that 
Programming on Portsmouth Community Radio is made possible by you, our members, and by Daystar Computer Services, offering business class technology services designed to meet each client's needs. Information at daystarinc.com. And um, also by the Seacoast Growers Association, presenting farmers markets in the Seacoast region for 32 years with local produce, meats, prepared foods, garden plants, and handcrafted goods. Seacoast Growers. Dot org. I do have another underwriter coming up after that, but I wanted to let you know in the community calendar there's a benefit dance for the Seacoast Food Pantries Saturday, October 6th. The Jeannie Daniels Band is hosting a dance to benefit the Seacoast Food Pantries Saturday, October 6th from 8 to 11.30 p.m. at VFW Hall on Deer Street in Portsmouth. The Jeannie Daniels Band plays an infectious mix of classical rock, funk, Motown, R&B, and soul. Admission is $10 per person at the door, and folks are encouraged to bring non-perishable food items. Any amount will be greatly received. It looks like Portsmouth Community Radio and Scarecrows of the Port present the inaugural Scarecrows Ball, Saturday, October twentieth, two 2012, VFW Hall, Deer Street. Door opens at 7.30 p.m. Dance to the music of Granite Planet with special guests one step up. Come as you are or as a scarecrow, and there will be prizes for best traditional scarecrow, most unique scarecrow, best dancing scarecrow, and raffle prizes. Tickets are $10 and are available at Mainly New Hampshire, 22 Deer Street, Portsmouth, or online at www.scarecrowsoftheport.org. All right, and that's about where I'm at for my my community calendar, so we might as well just move right on to local folk here. Well, I feel like we got through that fast. Hey, I just wanted to let you know that, um, so here on local folk, I oftentimes have, uh, well, like I said, it's the people that are making folk uh, culture happen around here and, you know, around the world. My guest today is, um, he uh, took an interest in the music through um, the folk revival of the 60s, but he went on to become actually one of the great rock and roll uh, photographers. His name's Joe Stevens. He's been all over the world. He's taken, I've seen a great picture that took a Johnny Cash, and that's why I chose that song just to uh, begin this whole thing. Uh, Joe, welcome to the show. Ah, okay. I think we're having a little bit of a technical difficulty right now, so I think what I'm going to do... You just play a song for a second till I can kind of work this out, all right? Joe Stevens is with us, but is not technically with us yet. Here we go. Someone else's wife, and by 
All right, we're back. I think we've got it figured out. I think that we're going to be without uh, without headphones for Joe, so I hope that that's not too much of an impediment. Welcome to Local Folk. Hey, thanks a lot. Hey, there we are. Okay, we're definitely on. I was playing that Tom Waits because I also saw a photograph of, of Tom Waits. Um, Joe's been living, you've been living here since, what, 2001 or so? Something like that, yeah. Something on like On and off. On and off, hanging yeah. out. New Yorker originally. Born and raised in Manhattan, yeah. Born and raised in Manhattan. One of the reasons that I um, thought it would be really cool to have you on is that you actually experienced uh, music in a different way than a lot of people, but in the in the sense that you took uh, photographs of people. And something that I like to try to talk to people about on the show is to get involved in one way or another. I mean, whether it be collecting music or whether it be going to a session or just participating in, in some way. And you went out and took pictures of these guys. It wasn't always like that, though. You actually started, that was almost like a secondary thing. You started off, how did you get going in music, period? When I was a young man, I I, uh, ran a coffee house in Greenwich Village, right in the middle of the whole folk music scene uh, on McDougal Street. And I rented some space, and I'd uh, book acts, live acts, to come and play there. We served coffee and, uh, and, and cakes. And uh, some of these people were just starting out, uh, like Roger McGuinn. At that time, we called him Jim McGuinn. That was his birth name. And later, when he was in the Birds, uh, they changed his first name to Roger. But uh, sounds better. And, and then uh, 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 David Crosby, Crosby, Stills, Nash. Right. He was a solo artist at that time. I had him play the club, and Richie Havens and Tim Harden, Phil Oaks, people like that, and Mama Cass from, uh, and uh, Peter Talk from the Monkees. And uh, they were starting out at that point. I, I can remember how poor we were in relation to – it sort of – it gives you a time stamp just thinking about how poor we were. And, but we, at that time, we didn't worry about because rent was like sixty two fifty a month. Thank you very much. <laughs> in New York? Uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> of course, Abe Lincoln good. was the president at yeah, that right. time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, but you're in a place where it's it's uh, reasonable rent, I guess. And, you know, you're meeting these people that are just trying to trying to get themselves going. Is that what was going on? Get I their mean, footing, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, you say David Crosby. I say this. you must have had the star club of all of uh, New York to get some. No, like, it's like in terms of like what was going on in the music scene live in clubs at that time, it was like the grade B club, except if you were adventuresome. Uh, uh, a customer, a person in search of good music, you'd luck onto my place and you'd never forget it. Right you wouldn't have to spend a lot of money. Yeah. It, it, you, you were not re- responding to any hype, like an ad in the newspaper, nothing like that at all. Just some little club with some amazing acts because we'd get the acts that couldn't get into the main clubs yet. They weren't big enough. But they were very talented, and they could hold the stage. Well, certainly. And it was sort of like Dylan had just graduated from that. He was in those clubs that I'm talking about, those A clubs. He was in the A clubs. He was in the okay. A-, A clubs, yeah. yeah. But and very quickly he was gone from the A clubs sure. and into the stratosphere. Yeah. But uh, my, my friends and the people who worked for me, uh, they just for example, McGuinn, the guy that formed the Birds. He said to me, he said, did you ever hear, uh, 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 he said, why don't you come over to my hotel room? I've got all these single hits, uh, British singles that I want to play for you, 45s with a big hole in the middle. Yeah. I went over there, and he played nine uh, singles by the Beatles. And I'd never heard the Beatles. It was before the Beatles <laughs> had, had, had hit America. And, 
and he played tw- uh, McGuinn played twelve twelve string. He did that when he was in the Birds. He played yep. Rickenbacker a twelve string. Yeah, and so he'd sing along with the with the recordings, with the Bird uh, the Beatles, and uh, and he sounded great. He was adding yet another melody to them, <laughs> and the songs are fantastic. It was the first time I'd heard the Beatles. The, America had not heard them yet, so I said to him, he was about to start a two week gig at my club. I said, I got a great idea. He said, what? I said, you uh, do, I'll, I'll put a sign outside. It said, Jim McGuinn, Beatle Impressions. Beatle Impressions, yeah. okay. <laughs> and, and his face dropped because he, he didn't want to do that. He wanted to do his he own wanted, songs. Right. Yeah, he's he a creative guy. I said, no, you, please, we, we're going to launch you with this, and then you start slipping in your own stuff. Right. Right? Yeah. And in the back door, and and he'd get on stage and he'd sing, "If you if you think you've lost your love, well I saw her yesterday." That was you heard you, you heard that later when he was in the Birds, singing <laughs> Tambourine Man. Yeah, right. And it worked. The audience looked at each other and they, they, one another, and they they said, this, "These are good songs. This guy can sing. He can play twelve string." But they didn't know who the Beatles were either, right? A so. little bit. They started seeping into the radio around that time. What do you think of bands that do that do cover acts and then start to slip their own way? You think that's the way to go? No. You think they should all. just do their own stuff? Yeah. 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 yeah very interesting. Yeah. That's why his face dropped. Well, he didn't want yeah. to. No, of course. We saw what he did when he was in the birds. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah no. So. I mean, he wasn't. He wasn't all about it. But I mean, it's one of those things that people kind of go back and forth about. Gee, should I do like a cover stuff and then slip my stuff in, or do I just go all out with my own thing? Right. Or I don't know. How are you supposed to make that work? For well, yourself? it's like people in theater, people who make films. They still have to survive. They still have to eat and pay the rent. Right. And so, if it involves a little bit of uh, schlock, yeah, a little bit of covering somebody else's tunes, right. Stay alive first. Right. Stay alive first. Otherwise, no one's going to hear from you. Right. Yeah. But you got to eat. Sure. You know, yeah. So, it, it, certainly, yeah. So, I mean, but you, you said that you weren't really promoting, but were you postering? Or were you... Oh, yeah. I had big posters outside. I, 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 I do them myself. Okay. Yeah. So, you did a big poster outside, but you didn't need to go all over town or anything I, did, like I had that. no money for doing that or running ads in Village Voice or any of the other papers. But... What got me into photography around that time was I used to have to hire a photographer to, once in a while to come in there and take pictures of some of the acts. Right. The Village Voice guy or the Times guy would be there and be amazed at this act that he just heard. Right. And he'd want to r- write a review and he'd come over to me and he'd say, do you have any pictures of these people? And I'd say, uh, no, uh, they don't have any pictures either. Why? Well, I'm going to write a review and it's going to be kind of nice yeah. if we had a picture. Then people, will really, they'll see it and they'll, they'll read it. That's the key. And so I'd hire this photographer and I'd direct him yeah. as to what I wanted. Right. And right in that time, in that period, the photographer and myself and my girlfriend, we realized I was becoming a photographer because I, I had the eye. This is the, this is the question. That, this is a question that I had because I, I read a little bit about this earlier. I said, geez, how did you transition into this thing? And, okay, first of all, back then, all right, when people had non-digital cameras yeah. and, they, I mean, they were like film cameras. Film. And you had to know, I mean, you had to have some technical prowess probably just in your life. Most, did most people know what an F-stop was? Oh, and sure. most people yeah, yeah, know yeah, aperture. And people a lot kinda, of artists in the, te- in the area, you could ask them questions and, yeah. and they'd give you a free in- information. Or you could borrow a camera from someone. Yeah, but I mean, your average Joe, would they be like, well, I think I should adjust the F-stop on this? Or? It, it was hit and miss. Yeah, film, film is kind of scary because you take the picture. You don't know whether you have it or not. Yeah. With digital, you look on the back of the camera, you can see whether you're screwing up or not. 
Well, now you can. Plus, you can just take a whole bunch and then you can kind of pan through, I guess. I mean, that's a whole nother conversation. But I guess what I was wondering is uh, if you uh, did, you, you knew what you wanted and you basically knew already knew how to operate a camera. I was telling a photographer what to do. Right. Well, that was the question. It wasn't like, so when you finally started taking pictures of people, I was trying to imagine it in my head, yeah, yeah. okay? And I'm thinking <laughs> that you, if, if I were to start off to be a photographer, I would figure out my right settings and then i would have a place on the wall right and i would be like, okay ben stand right here and then i would always know it was going to come out right you know but i have a feeling that was no, not like that it doesn't for you. go like no no no, <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> did you want them to be wild did you want them to be did you oh no they were doing a natural show in front of an audience not playing for a camera at all in oh. fact it's probably the first time they'd ever been photographed okay okay so that you but the to me, it was very important because if the picture and the review could get into the Times or the Village Voice, yeah. we'd have a bigger audience, and I'd have a little bit more cash to hand out to them so we could all survive. So this was, this was survival mode, uh, taking the pictures. But it wasn't just, desperate. Yeah, okay. But it was a way of making some bucks. And if you got a review, then that was like, you weren't paying for that, right? You were it just... helped help Dylan. He worked at a small club uh, called Gertie's Folk City. Mm-hmm. And the uh, New York Times guy said, this is the future of music, uh, of rock and roll, or, or future of folk music. And th- that launched Dylan. He got a, a recording deal f- because of it. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, yeah, I didn't know... Uh... Didn't hurt at all. And it was a small club. Okay. So, yeah. so you started taking pictures, and then... Um... I mean, this kind of continued, but then I read that you became you became a road manager for people. Uh, yeah, I, I knew Crosby, and I knew I knew McGuinn, yeah, and I knew John Sebastian, who formed the Love and Spoonful, yeah, because I had him playing harmonica in front of some of those people when he was fifteen years of age uh, at my club, <laughs> and so at another point, Will grew up, and it was a couple of years went by, and he uh, formed Spoonful, and he hired me to be the road manager. The Birds needed the Birds was suddenly a monster band worldwide with Tambourine Man. Mm-hmm. And they needed to finish up a couple of gigs in, in, in uh, California, in L.A., before they could start doing these arenas. They had these high school gigs, and they had to complete them. They couldn't just, just because they became famous and rich, they still had to do these gigs. Otherwise, mm-hmm. they were going to get sued. Right. So they, they asked, but they'd never had a road manager. So they asked me, they said, Joey, you know something about the business. Would you road manage us through some of these high school gigs? So that's how I learned. And then I did Love and Spoonful. So, I, so, when you, I, so you road manage the birds through high school uh, auditorium gigs? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I, I, and the Love and Spoonful in a nightclub gig in San Francisco. But the thing was, uh, I, the reason why I was successful as a rock and roll photographer, a music photographer, yep. is because I'd been around musicians all my, most of my life. Right. And so I knew how to deal with them. They, they were just like me, just boring people, except yeah. when they played music right. or they made an album or they did a live show. Some of them were unbelievable. The rest of the time, they're just as boring as I was. Yeah, they just... But I knew how to tre- treat them. I didn't treat them like gods, right? But did you ever feel like they were, though? I mean, No, the... no, no. They're just people, you know, just people with exceptional skills at certain times. The rest of the time, they're just... Like somebody might be having exceptional skills being an incredibly good computer programmer or something, but, I mean, you know, who would know, right? I didn't make a big deal out out of it, and and, uh, I I handled my job as a road manager. It it, it was, uh, it's kind of, it's, you have to devote your life to something like that. You can't, you you, you lose your girlfriend, you you forget to go to the lot, you you forget to do dry cleaning, you just care about them. Because it is your passion. Yeah. The music is your passion. Yeah. For, but road managing as a whole, it's a terrible gig. Terrible. You, you work on an ulcer. Oh, but, okay. 
but it trained. See, the thing is, photography is a very lonely profession. It's art, and you don't need a gang of people. When you go into the darkroom, you don't bring nine people with you. you. You really should do it alone. When you're taking pictures, you're not a, you don't have a gang of people. And when you go into a darkroom and you print your pictures, if the world is lucky, they may see a few. Right. Yeah. So it's a very, very selfish little profession. Oh, I see. Yeah. I see. I see. Hmm. Hmm. I didn't. Well, I mean, that's the other thing is that you work in a dark room. I mean, it's a totally different thing than. I mean, when you go to art school, they still use dark rooms and everything, but you think most of it's probably digital nowadays, and you're just kind of rolling through. But then you have all those ones that are all for you. Yeah, and and the dark room is not dark. No. No. (laughs) That's red. It's it's a room. It's (laughs) this is is my dark room now. Oh well, yeah. No, well now you know. Do you still take a lot of pictures? Do you oh, casually sure. do it? Yeah, I did Lady Gaga last year. Oh, you did Lady Gaga? At Madison Square Garden, yeah. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. Okay, so you, you still do all I, kinds of rock and roll. I'll do her again uh, in a couple of gigs. She's got booked in, 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 into uh, New York very soon. Yeah? Is she yeah. a friendly person? I haven't met her yet. Oh, okay. She's you, such a big star, you have to wait for that. Yeah, but you took pictures of her. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Live, live stage show. Yeah, okay, live stage. So, some okay. of the, most of the people that I photographed that I'm, I'm known for, I yeah. knew them when they were starting out, like Bowie. Right. And uh, Springsteen. Yeah. Uh, people like that. So I knew them when they were still, they were virtually just off the stool of a folk club. Yeah, And okay. on their way to a career with a recording contract, just around that time. Because I, I worked for newspapers and magazines in London. Right. And they'd have me in front of these people. Uh well before they were going to get launched. Well, I read a story, which uh, I read. I, I read the story that that they, that they called you up and said, "Hey, David Bowie's on his way over to your." No, uh, David. Uh, 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 Peter Gabriel. Oh, Peter Gabriel. Yeah. Oh, okay. Peter was, Gabriel's over on his way over. I was to your living studio. in London and had a studio in my house. Okay. And and uh, uh, it was before cell phones. And uh, uh, my, my, the, the paper I was working for, they called me and they said, what are you doing? And I said, it's 11 o'clock in the morning. Why are you calling me? Uh, I've been out partying and having fun right. and doing what I do. And what do you want? And they said, you ever hear this guy, Peter Gabriel? I said, yeah, the guy that used to be in Genesis. He's starting a solo career. What about him? But, but I didn't know him. Right. I'd never seen him off stage. <laughs> I said, what about him? They said, he's in a taxi right now on the way to your studio. I said, no, no, no. I'm in my my." my bathrobe and I haven't had coffee yet right and and they said there's no way to stop him it somehow somebody said just go to Joey's studio so about 10 minutes later still in the bathrobe no ideas about the photo session at all I'm still trying to wake up I haven't put the coffee together right and, and bang bang at the door it's Peter Gabriel yeah he said how are you doing mate he's from Bath England <laughs> so how are you doing mate I said fine and, I, 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 and he, could, he looked in my eyes and he could tell this guy hasn't thought about this photo session. It's a very important photo session. He's thinking this for himself. Yeah. Because he wants to be on the cover. Right. So I bring him upstairs. Uh, he's, uh, on the way up, he says, listen, mate, do you have a, you have a bathtub? And I said, yeah, why? And he said, uh, where is it? And I pointed. He said, uh, I'm going to run a tub. What are you going to shoot with strobes? I said, yeah. He said, bring down a strobe. I'll be ready in about 10 or 15 minutes. And I'm wondering, what is going on here? Yeah. Fifteen minutes later, I come in with the straw, plug it in, and he's in the tub, and he's found the bubble stuff. Yeah. He wanted it to look like a working stiff, just came home from slaving away at some ter- terrible job, some <laughs> British job, and, and he wanted to be floating in the, in the and, and reading a, 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 the Daily Mirror. Yeah. And uh, we so put him on. So he knew what he wanted. We ran it on the cover. That's excellent. 
Yeah. He knew what he he knew what he wanted he to portray. He directed that shot. I was just a technician hitting the shot and moving lamps around. How often does that happen though? Yeah, usually you have a lot of time to sweat that one out. <laughs> coming coming up with the ideas. Yeah. Like props and lighting and hair, you know. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, well these people they, you know, you say they have uh, sort of two different well, almost two different personalities, would you say? One of them is their stage personality or what they're trying to portray to the world, and then the other one is what they're doing when they're just hanging out with you? As the fame and the wealth starts to creep in, yeah. uh, it, it, it completely envelops their personality. But in the beginning, you, you get two. You get the person who used to live with mom. Right. And he played guitar upstairs, and he sounded like he had a bit of talent, and he emerges. And then at another point... You run into the kid that barely calls his mom because right. he's such a big big star and he's taking a lot of drugs. He should still call <laughs> his mother, but he's probably I don't know what. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, when when you first started taking photographs, did you practice a lot taking photographs? No, no. I, I, I completely self taught. Completely self taught. I'd, so qu- I'd run into photographers who were really good. And I asked them questions, and they were very free with the in- information and the but answers. did you love photography the way you love music? Or? Yeah, I've been looking at pictures all my life. Okay, so you've been yeah. looking at pictures oh, sure, and ad- yeah. admiring yeah. them for... But I never owned a camera. I was very poor most of my life, most of my teenage life. Yeah. So there was no way I was going to own a camera. No way. Okay, so you weren't... So my first pictures that got, like, I published, the camera that I used was owned by someone else who loaned it to me. Oh, okay. Yeah. Decent camera? What? Was it a decent camera? Or oh, was yeah, it was just... a Leica. Oh, Leica. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. I knew that if I was going to do anything important, I better bring, bring, uh, bring good film, good sure. camera. So yeah. the first stuff that I shot was uh, uh, Johnny Cash at Carnegie Hall. I had it access to uh, back. I had a backstage access ticket. Yeah, cool. And I, a lot of people do that, and they just goof around and they shake hands and they get autographs. Me, I brought the Leica and took pictures of Johnny Cash. Muddy Waters. Now, did you meet Johnny Cash, or oh, yeah. were you just there yeah. in the room? You know, I was in his dressing room before he went downstairs to do the gig. So this is my question. So does it did it really all depend on the assignment that you got, whether or not you were you know making friends with them, or hanging out, or having a few pops with them? No, or no, not, no. I took or... pictures of him when he was tuning up and smoking cig- cigarettes, and then they came and got him and brought him down with the band. Okay, he did the show, shot some of the show, and then later, after many acts besides yeah. him, we all went over to a coffee shop across the street from uh, Carnegie Hall in New York. City and had coffee and he's sitting opposite me yeah and, and he, he looked at I, I think he was looking at me for the first time even though I'd been around him that <laughs> sure. whole evening yeah and he look, looked at me and he said what are you the boy and I said I'm a photographer he said oh were you at the show today I said yeah Mr. Cash said, yeah of course you didn't see me and he said no uh, he, uh, he said where'd you take pictures I said in your dressing room he said and he looked his, at his guitar <laughs> he said, did you see him in our dressing room yeah and the, the guitarist uh, Luther Perkins he said no they they were so they were so nervous about the gig. Yeah, they weren't going to notice anyone else, and so I just walked around, took picture, pictures, did the show, photographed the show, and they never noticed me. Is that part of the art of taking a good photo? Sometimes is could, to be if invisible. You, if you can be invisible, yeah, it's really hard after you get people get to know you. Like Annie Leibovitz, she walks yeah. into a room, all the pop right. stars watch her. Yeah, right. I've yeah. seen it. And so it, it's preferably you uh, you're invisible, but it's hard to do. Did you have art? Uh, did you have uh, people that were taking artistic? Uh, you just mentioned uh, Cindy Leibovitz. Did you say is that Annie Leibovitz? Annie yeah. Leibovitz. I'm sorry, photographer. Yeah, yeah, very famous. I don't, I don't remember her 
I, I remember her Stone. name. Oh, okay. She's the chief photographer of Vanity Fair right now. Oh, okay. okay. She's an old friend of mine. So did you always like the, the that type of photography, or did you like, do you know who, uh, like, uh, um, I'm trying to think of other, like, art photographers, like Man Ray or something like that. Uh, were you into that kind of? I, I loved the photography, uh, yeah. but that wasn't what I was able to do. Okay, but you weren't looking at that going, oh, yeah, that's I'm really digging that. I'd... My inspiration was a classic rock and roll picture. Classic and, rock and roll yeah. picture. Uh, but at another point, I begin, I begin, uh, after I mastered that, I could do it as well as any other rock and roll photographer. You know, all the shots of Clapton playing guitar and closing his eyes, and you right. can hear the music in the photograph. Yes. I started to master some of that stuff, and I got bored with it, so I decided... My contribution to music photography would yeah. be to try to get people looking a little bit goofy. Yeah, okay. Yeah. A little bit of fun. In, because it's rock and roll. It's right. not that dead serious. No, it, it shouldn't be anyways. Yeah, um, yeah well, a little bit can candid, you know, a little bit off. Yeah, I mean. A little um, bit fun. A little bit fun. I mean, that's what it's all about, I yeah. think. Uh, you know, maybe not if it's emo rock and roll. I don't know. You know what that mm, stuff yeah. is? <laughs> You ever take? I mean, it, um, famous folk. You took. We're taking pictures of the Clancy's. It was. The, it was different. Yeah, trying they, to. Did you portray them differently because they were? No, folk they were guys? doing a television show. One of the other acts that I, a road manager, just before I, I kicked all of that out and yeah. became a prof professional photographer, yeah. was a lady from uh, South Africa called um, Maria Makeba. She was a black. South African folk singer. Okay. And she sang about seven, langu in seven, uh, seven, seven languages. And she uh, appeared on the, uh, I think it was the Dick Cavett show or the Mike Douglas show. It was a, a, an afternoon TV. And I think we did it in Philadelphia. And on the show was the Clancy's with uh, Loudon Wainwright. Oh, It was okay. a nice little show and her. And she sang a couple of numbers and then they came on. And I, photography was started. I, I was starting to morph into becoming a professional photographer, and I was taking a look at this road managing business and thinking, eh, it's time to leave. It's not. It's time to not worry. Not any longer worry about someone else's dry cleaning and losing their passport and their plane tickets and whatever else. And in and around the time I resigned from road managing, but I had the camera with me. And I, I took pictures in a TV studio. That's when I, I did the Clancy's, and they were terrific. Yeah. Oh, what a treat that was. Yeah. So, okay. So you were taking pictures of them live in the studio. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So a lot of different opportunities and a lot of different scenarios where you would either be, where, where you would be taking pictures of, of oh, them. Oh, sure. You know? People go on a radio show, you take pictures of them. Sure. Yeah. 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 Hey, I took your yeah, picture. Yeah, it wasn't yeah, that yeah, interesting. Yeah, yeah. What a turn of events. Yeah. yeah. I got pop <laughs> <laughs> Believe me, it's not that, you know... Um, let me see what I, what else do I have? Did you ever take pictures of people though and get the get the camera back and it was just you were like I've got the perfect shot and then it's just it not, didn't work or uh, once in a while sure it's yeah, all undeveloped yeah. Or... It's, it could, yeah well, if you're dealing with labs mm -hmm. and sometimes if you're so busy you're not going to have a chance to process your own and print your own film and, and pictures uh, you'll have to deal with a lab and every once in a while you run into a really nasty lab that doesn't have a clue yeah. and they'll give you a bad report like we left it in the tank too long it's ruined uh. and you want to shoot yourself yeah because you, you, you have a picture editor back at the newspaper waiting for the photos <laughs> yeah maybe shoot them not yourself right yeah <laughs> Do you like the music more? Or you like the personalities more? Do you like it all? Are they all intermingled? Or um... I, I I listen to opera now. 
You listen to opera I now. I listen to Maria Callas, uh, Pavarotti. Uh, oh, that's uh, good uh, stuff. I found some uh, a, a disc. I don't know where they got it, but Enrico Caruso, real early uh, 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 opera out of the Metropolitan Opera in New York. Uh, yeah, I love stuff like that. Now, if you were to photograph an opera singer, would yeah. you try to get that slightly... That goofy thing? Yeah, would no, you? No, I'd leave them alone. You would? <laughs> <laughs> but if they looked a little bit goofy while I was shooting them, too bad. Uh, too bad. <laughs> <laughs> well, I read that one. I saw that picture of the fellow with the uh, Zorro costume on there and uh, heard... The, who was that with the with the big flat hat out in London? I read it in the in an article that I read. Something about I it. took. Yeah, a big puffy shirt and a flattened. Oh hat. Yeah, yeah, Brian Ferry from Roxy Music. That's right. With the puffy shirt. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they were a wonderful band. And Eno they... started in that band. He became the producer of U uh, two. Oh no, I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, no, I don't know. I, I, I wish I knew more. Are there any of these guys you, you became good buddies with or anything? Do you call them up? Brian Ferry, the lead, lead singer in the Roxy Music, he yeah. was, uh, when I was living in London, I lived in the Fulham, Chelsea section of London. Very nice. Uh, he was my next-door neighbor. He lived okay. across the street. Okay. And uh, he, I, he'd invite me and my girlfriend over, and we'd sit, and he'd play piano. Oh, that's And he'd nice. smoke cigarettes, and he'd give us white wine. <laughs> and we'd, I'd go to the office the next day, and I'd say... You want to see my pictures of uh, Brian Ferry with his wine? They said, you, you, that, that's all you bring in now. <laughs> Would you stop with those pictures? I said, yeah, but they're so exclusive. No one else has them. Right. They said, okay, stop. Yeah, okay. Yeah, but they are, right? I don't know. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, hey, well, that's a good time. I mean, so, you know, they were your neighbors and stuff. But they were my neighbors. It, it could, you know, um, um. So there was a varying degree of relationships that you made with people. Some people didn't even know you were in the room. Yeah. But uh, nevertheless, like when I covered the whole uh, punk scene, yeah. for example, in, in New York at, yeah. at CBGB's, I lived the lifestyle. I never left the place. Okay. I was there all the time. Well, that was another question that I had was like, did you, I mean, obviously as a photographer, uh, you, you must have been pretty immersed in what it is that you did or would it be like hey i photograph four hours a day or eight hours a day or ten hours a day and then i go home and uh, I don't it's even not think like about that it. it's not like that. It, 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 there's no hours to it at all you you show up when something's happening and when it ends it may be five hours later you, you're not clocking yourself at all and you don't get paid by the hour right so you, how did you, you get paid by the photo by the photo and the usage of the photo and the size and sometimes if it's color black and white if they use it on the cover it, you get paid that that way okay yeah. so but so. it's just one time just a one time one deal. time yeah. but then Pe you people get to think keep... there's royalties involved yeah because yeah, they love thinking about all stuff right. like that. but yeah. it's not, not like it at all yeah mountains of royalty you know yeah, yeah. that's once... movie stars and recording artists well, supposedly, yeah. I mean, recording artists, they, they make money from other people. But uh, if, if someone is to republish your photo, they'd probably have to throw you a few bucks, wouldn't they? Yeah, but they could only use it once. If they want to use it again, they, uh, they have to pay again. If they want to use yeah. it again, they have to pay again. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Hey, in your place, do you have your photograph, your favorite photographs uh, hung up around your house? No, no. No? Well, I've got some opera pictures that I didn't take. Uh <laughs> 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 no, the thing is, if you're if a guy like me, in your brain, there's a million pictures yeah, right. that you may have taken. Mm -hmm. And you don't, you don't really need to have them on the wall to remind you of what? You took the picture. Right. You know, and, and so... Uh, my brain is so contaminated with all these pictures, I can see them anyhow on a blank wall. 
Hey, you're lucky, I would say. Yeah, sure. Some of the pictures are great. Oh, my gosh. Listen, for those of you who are just tuning in, you're listening to Local Folk, and uh, I'm your host, Steve Kerrigan, and I'm here with Joe Stevens, hot shot photographer. I'm going to ask him about that in just one moment, actually. I just need you to know that you're tuned into 106.1 FM WSCA LP Portsmouth. We are Portsmouth Community Radio. And programming on Portsmouth Community Radio is made possible by you, our members, and by Piscataqua Savings Bank. Um, I also should let you know about uh, some things that are going on here in town. At least one thing here. Punch Brothers are appearing October 2nd at the Music Hall. That's tomorrow. This is the Punch Brothers. Who's Feeling Young Now is the name of their CD. And they will be at the Music Hall. The Punch Brothers. All right. Uh, definitely. Uh, also, let's see. What else is going on? I like to go to the press room on Friday nights uh, sometimes. I haven't been down there for a while, but there's an open music uh, session, a Celtic uh, music session around there. And uh, Joe, is there any place that you go to actually watch photog- uh, watch uh, music around here that you like? Yeah, the music hall. You like to go to the music yeah, hall? Yeah, the loft. Okay. Yeah. The loft. Oh, I haven't sure, even yeah. been there. Is that place... It, it, uh, every once in a while, they have something very very, very rare, very strange. Yeah. A little theater piece. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's there's some talent running around. Did yeah. they let, did they let you take pictures, or do you oh, even sure, care yeah. to? Yeah, or? they know who I am. They they get me in. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, uh, so they're like, hey, come on in and maybe yeah, take bring a snap your camera. Or two. Be quiet. Don't step on anyone. Yeah. <laughs> 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 That's pretty cool. All right. It is. Yeah. So so you know you've kind of been all over the world taking mm-hmm. pictures of rock five, stars. Five trips to Japan. Japan's an interesting place, it isn't is. it? it? Did is. you enjoy it over there? Yeah, very much. I was tempted to stay. <laughs> There's a cl- uh, I, I'm known as a punk rock photographer in certain pockets and quarters oh, sure. on this earth. And in Japan, I'm known as a punk rock photographer. That's it. Okay. And uh, there's a club in Tokyo, in the Ginza area, called uh, The Sex Pistol. The Sex Pistol. The Sex Pistol. That's okay. it. And so I was told by one of the Sex Pistols who had already been there, yeah. to go. And I said, why? And they said, you'll be the pop star for the night. I said, what do you mean? They said, just go. And so I went, and I announced who I was. I didn't have to pay to get in. I had like five people with me. Got them all in. And they, they couldn't spend a nickel. No, no, yeah. Couldn't no. spend a yen. They'd pour you drinks. Yeah, they gave you, and uh, they had my pictures on posters all over, <laughs> the, all over the club. They had all these videos uh, of, of events that I covered. And... Uh, I saw my name in Japanese on the posters. Oh, really? Yeah. How'd it look? And little little punk girls were coming over and being naughty. <laughs> <laughs> make any single man want to stay. <laughs> I thought about it. I thought about it. Yeah. I spent a little bit of time over in Japan. I thought it was great, you yeah. know, personally. So there's your punk rock. So is that what you're... Um, was that... You- a part of your uh, life that was the wildest is punk rock out of all. T- no, it wasn't of terribly rock wild or... at all. I just go in and get the pictures. What I was photographing was a bit crazy and wild. Uh huh. Mid air beer cans. Mid air beer cans. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You get a lot of that in in the punk scene. You mean towards Pe- you? People throwing beer cans at the act, and so in the shot, you're trying to get the act, and there's all there's a rain of beer cans. <laughs> Did you have to put stuff on your gear? No, no. You get hit. I've, 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 one time I was uh, in, in a crowded club in London, and it couldn't move. So where I was standing was where I was going to get my pictures. And there was a girl standing in front of me. And in those days, uh, you pogoed. You just jumped up and down. That was the dance. There was no room. So you'd, have, you'd want to move anyhow if you were a yeah. kid. So this girl was pogoing up and down. But she had stiletto heels on. Yeah. She went, 
she went down on my big toe. I still feel it. Now I feel it. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) But you live the lifestyle, and you're right in the middle of it. And it shows up in the pictures. That's the point. That's why you're there. You're not just there because you want to get your toe smashed or you want right. to be around punky girls. Right, you're there right. to get good pictures. And if you're right in the middle of it, you will. So how do you, you know, so how do you, uh, so you, are you thinking of it like, hey, this is my job? Or are you thinking of it like this is fun? Or are you thinking of it like it's both? Or, it's all uh, of that. It's all of that. And, and it's tremendous fun. And sometimes the music is great. Yeah. Yeah. You ever not like the music and still capture the right shot? Sometimes of somebody? it was so loud, I had no clues to what was going on. <laughs> but later, you'd hear some of that stuff, some of the live recordings, and you'd pick up the lyrics, and you realize not too bad at all. Except live was awful, some of it. Oh, so when you finally went back, you said, yeah, oh. or you hear a record by like like the Sex Pistols. Some of yeah. their live shows are terrible yeah. to to hear right. with your ears, but recorded, not too bad. I have your card. It says "Hot Shot Photographer." Yeah. Is that two meanings? I mean, I get two meanings. Either you're a hot shot, which I think you are, or you take pictures of hot shots. That's what I do. That's you, the, the latter. It's yeah. the latter. Yeah. Okay. Hot shots. You take a picture of the hot shots, and yeah. they, uh, you make it work. Uh, you make them bigger hot shots, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Ah, rock on. Hey, um, what, do you feel that you that you've been led to the photography because you followed your passion or was it just tripping into it or was it just where, you know, how you got paid or was it where you discovered you got talent? You know what I'm trying to ask? Well, remember that story about me uh, directing a photographer to take pictures? Well, in and around that time, I discovered that I had an eye. But we didn't know whether it was an eye that was going to take me here uh, through a whole career. Because people can take pictures and know how to focus and get exposures and stuff like that and maybe get them out. But they may, may not have any – the career may, may not, not have any legs. Right. It turns out I did. I had a good eye. Yeah. And so it was my gift. And so I don't ignore that at all. It's, it's really hard to find something in your life to do. And in my case, I do it well. So you – discovered that you had a gift and you said i cannot ignore you can't no it's it may be the only thing you have going for in your entire life you have to take advantage of it and and bring it forth and if it's art you have to share it you have to share it. you You feel an obligation to share it yeah so it's not uh something that you it's a joy too it's and also it's it's self-satisfying it's an ego trip you do a, a photoshop people come up to you and they say I just love your pictures. Yeah, yeah. That makes my day. I cry sometimes. I can't believe that people are saying that. <laughs> well, do you love them? Oh, yeah. Some of them are great. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah really. <laughs> well, that's a good thing. <laughs> so, what you're, you know, so if you were to you know, advise somebody, I mean, if they find something, well, I mean, running a club could have been your, you were okay at that, right? Tremendous fun. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. you were good at it, yeah. too. So, but you never uh, conceived that um... being a musician, no way. And, okay, and, and being in a band, yeah, never thought that was a nice job at all. Hanging out with a band for the rest. What if you got a, a single hit? You'd have to do that single hit your entire life. I've thought about that. Yeah, I know you have to do it your whole life. So that's why I've always decided that, that if I'm going to cover a song, it's got to be something positive. Drive me completely nuts. I would hate to sing a dreary song yeah. for my whole life and be like, sing that really depressing one. You know? Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and d- also, you may not be terribly in love with the some of the other guys in the band after a couple of years. <laughs> but imagine. you're condemned to them until someone croaks, goes to jail, quits. It's uh, it, that aspect never appealed to me. 
Do you think that what these people... Yeah, no, really. <laughs> I know what you mean. Man, I think that's one of the hard things about being a, you know, a, a musician, but I, can't, I don't take pictures. So, I mean... Um, but well, my thing is, you know, on the show, like I said at the beginning of the show, I like to try to... You know, one of the reasons that I have this show is so that I can um, help people to sort of think of different ways in which they can somehow get involved, you know, in the music. And your way was photography, and it's done uh, tremendous things for you and for the world because they've been able to look at these pictures and experience these uh people in a new way um uh, so thank you for that thank you yeah um and now you're living here in portsmouth yeah. and do you, you just want to relax or you... I, I i have a ton of pictures to work on yeah that i shot with film mm -hmm. they have to be scanned and photoshopped and that it's taken me a long time that does, years that does take and a long time. I, I i photoshopped Pictures of David Bowie last night. Oh, is so that right? Still I'm still doing it. Okay, so you've embraced the technology then. So you're, yeah. you know, do you have a do you shoot with a digital camera now? Sure. When, when yeah, I do. Yeah, I shot a, a Lady Gaga with digital. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And uh, you know, you did photograph uh, another resident, uh, famous the person or group, which the Dropkick Murphys. Right? Oh, sure. Yeah, old friends. Old friends. I knew Al Barr, the lead singer in, yeah. in the uh, uh, Dropkick Murphys, when he was in the Bruisers. He's a local kid. And uh, I knew him when he was the dishwasher at the Stockpot. And he was a young boy. He was, like, dating the lady he's married to now, and he's yeah. got three kids. Or the third one on the way. In fact, I think the third one now. Just recently? Yeah, and if it happens, uh, welcome to the world, baby Barr. Oh, like right now? I, I think so. <laughs> I mean, I, I, her name is Je, uh, Jessica Barr, yep. the mom. Yep. She was enormous. And, uh, I saw her like two days ago. Okay. But I'm a panic merchant. Yeah. Oh, or maybe okay. another month. I don't know. Don't Who ask knows? Me about well, stuff. I'll tell you what. I'll congratulate them as well. Yeah, let's do that. I yeah. met Jessica with Strummer and down at the library one time with my and daughter, Harlow, Searsha. the little girl. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Fantastic yeah. kid. Her yeah. and uh, Searsha, my daughter, seem to get along even oh, though Harlow's yeah, a little yeah. bit older. So, um, yeah, so, but I never met. Uh, so, no, uh, when he got into the, the Murphys, the Dropkick Murphys, uh, he wanted me to take pictures at, at different events, different uh, arenas and place. And one of them was in the, uh, the State Street uh, Theater in, in Portland. Uh, Dropkick Murphys, uh, their own show. Yeah. So I went, and uh, <laughs> I think it was a, it was a two-night event, the Friday and the Saturday. And so the Friday, I sort of played it timid and shot with a long lens with the kids in the foreground and the band on stage, because I wasn't sure about getting into the, the mix with yeah. all the kids jumping around and moshing and stuff. Right. And they weren't the, pogoing anymore. There was Yeah, they were doing everything. Yeah. They were flying in the air. You know, and, uh, but the pictures weren't terrific. I didn't like them. So th I went back the second night. I got another photo pass from Al. And the second night, I got right into the crowd, right into the crowd, right, right near the stage, and a kid moshed on me. And Al's, Al will tell you to, to this day, it's the yeah. funniest thing he's ever seen. He saw it from the stage. Oh. Yeah, he saw Joe Stevens get moshed. <laughs> <laughs> the kid landed on my head. Oh, man. Yeah. Ouch. Yeah, well, let's talk about being part of the scene. Yeah. Did you get some good photos that night? I did. And yeah. a headache, backache, too. <laughs> I guess those. the... Yeah, it was great fun. You know, it sounds a, a little bit 
dangerous. But I also read you you, you so you're known as a punk rock photographer, a rock and roll photographer. But uh, I also read that you did have done photojournalism or type photography as well, photographing war. Oh yeah, yeah. I did. Uh, I was living in Northern Ireland and I covered the wars up there for three months. So how does that happen? Uh, I, I was working, for, uh, I was stringing for, it's uh, It's not as a, an assigned job when you string for a newspaper or a magazine. It's uh, it's uh, it's an assigned job, but you're not actually a staff. And I stringed for the Rolling Stone magazine at that time. And they sent I and this journalist to Northern Ireland, uh, put us in a hotel three months, and we cranked out a lot of great stories about the Irish, the Catholics, the war, the Protestants, the British military, uh, the violence, the horror, the horror. And I realized, uh, I, one, one day I went to a, a, a bombing of a, a department store in downtown Belfast, and I realized that's not the work I want to do for a living because I was taking pictures of bodies. And I realized, no, 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 no. That's, I, I'm going to try to pay my rent Mm-hmm. from pictures of bodies what's, okay. the, what's wrong with you so it was more than just being in this horrific atmosphere it was more like you felt like you were somehow profiting or something or was that it well, you, if you get past that you just realize that forget about all of that you're still walking over body parts yeah, well really you know, yeah I mean, whether don't... you're benefiting or not it's still it's it's a horrible horrible scene and i uh, the thought of having to go through that for the rest of my life froze me and I thought, no way, and I stopped. Yeah, that stopped. I covered a lot of politics. I covered presidential election, elections. This town, this this state is great for the, the primaries, the presidential primaries. Yeah. I've covered a lot of that. So you like, so it's not just music and photography. You're, you're a person that just, once you were a photographer and you realized that you had a gift of photography, you didn't just stop at music. You said, I'm going to photograph all kinds I, of things. I study stuff. I read a lot. Yeah. So I know, I know about American politics. I know about all about this Romney, okay. uh, Obama election coming up. Yeah. You know, and uh, I have my own opinions. And, uh, uh, and should I show up in different events, I'll get good, very good pictures because I know what I'm doing. And right. I know about the subject. Did it's you, not like I'd walk into a room and it'll be all these politicians commiserating and smoking cigars, and I'd be lost. I'd know everything. Well, question though. I mean, I would think that your own personal feelings would have something to do with how you know clearly how a photograph came out or how you were looking to portray something. Yeah, you, you can know? slant it. Sure, you can slant it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You can you can apply that whole thing about goofy. Yeah. To, to p- politics. Well, this is what yeah. I was thinking, you know, and, and, like... You yeah, march me into a room with Romney. I'm going to try to make him <laughs> look as goofy as possible. <laughs> Don't get me started. Probably wouldn't be that tough. No. <laughs> I saw him trying to inspire a crowd the other day, and I was like, oh, boy. <laughs> this is not going to be good. So what's the next assignment then? Is it around here? Is it around the world? Is it Lady Gaga again, or is it? Um... You've heard of the band Sonic Youth? Yes, I have heard of. They're Sonic out of New York. They're old friends of mine. Yeah. Uh, during the days of MTV and their rock video period, they don't no longer do that. Uh, everyone needed to have a rock video. Right. And multiples. As soon as you came up with another single, another rock video, and you get a, a crew to shoot it. And you'd come up with these quickie answers, uh, quickie ideas as to what it should be, and two days later it'd be on MTV. That 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 is over with. But every once in a while, some of these bands need a rock video for something, mm-hmm. and so uh, I shoot those occasional 
rock videos for people, that, uh, bands like Sonic Youth. We're about to shoot something in New York. I'm waiting for the word, and I'll just drive down and shoot it. Oh, so you do a little bit of filmography as well, or yeah, I, cinematography. I, I, a little, yeah, well, so, sometimes I, I just direct it, or ju- sometimes I just shoot the stills. Sometimes I actually shoot the movie. Okay. And it's okay. fun. It's great fun. So you don't find that there's more of that with like YouTube, or is it more people just throwing? It shows a lot. Of, it shows up immediately. Sometimes when you're shooting it, it's on YouTube. <laughs> it's it's in, incredibly quick. Oh boy. Well, what do you think the future of all this all this is, though? I mean, um, is it? Uh, are you do you? Where do you? What do you as, uh, aspire to having art shows? Do you want to have art shows with your work, or do you just want to you want to put it in more magazines? Or uh, first time I ever saw your work was was at the press room. Yeah. Yeah. You know, is that uh, uh, the future for guys like me? Yeah, is uh, something that's happening right now at the Annenberg Museum in Los Angeles. Uh, I have a show there, uh, a nonprofit show. It's all slides. It's it's thirty of my images, and you walk in there. You pay an admission. Uh, you walk in there and you see my pictures. It's like a group show, and uh, it's all digitally projected. On, on these great big screens uh-huh. and it's virtually free except for the fact that you pay admission but you get to right. see other stuff like oil paintings and Picassos and stuff like that yeah. and I think that's the future for guys like me because instead of shipping pictures around out because of the fact that dark rooms physical printing of with chemical paper that's almost all, all out it's all digital prints and so instead of hanging digital prints on the glass, project them. Right, okay. And, and yeah. it, it's great for the museum because you don't have to insure it. You can't insure air. Right, no. You're not worried about something getting destroyed or stolen. Yeah. Plus it's and, a digital and you, projection And you as can well. change the show momentarily. And photography is something like that. It's a momentary thing. I watch people looking at pictures in magazines. They spend about four seconds per photo. Yeah. So that may be the the, the future for things like uh, the photographers like myself. You mean show a lot up of pictures, on the screen, a lot on the yeah, and then stop and move on to something else. Hmm. Another set of pictures. Do you um, you mentor anyone? You ever mentor anyone? Mm. You ever use an assistant at all? Oh, no, no. I, I, you, that's that's another brain. Yeah, you have to think about what you're going to tell Charlie to do, and then Charlie may be an artist. <laughs> <laughs> and and he'll you'll see his face squinch and you'll say what Charlie and he'll say I'm an artist I don't like your ideas at all <laughs> just like me talking to that photographer yeah you know? <laughs> right. they don't like to hear that stuff they they want to do their own art they don't want to hear anything about what you think you know they're like you're old school yeah <laughs> it's a good yeah, yeah. Young people are surprised to see a guy like me, my age, you know, running yeah. around doing digital, and I know all about it. You yeah. Know? But it's uh, if you're interested, and you're reasonably smart, and you have a lot of good friends who will give you free advice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> go ahead and do it. So people who know something about computers, they think they may have some skills in photography. Try it. We don't know. Yeah. You may you may be the next Joe Stevens. That's right. And, you know, if you did take a photograph that you thought was just awesome, what do you do? Bring it to the paper? You, uh, a you, person? You get the email address of the photo editor yeah. and send him a low res. Send him a and low see res. if he faints. If he faints, he's going to need high res. Now you're on your <laughs> way. 
So the faint would be the uh, would be the sign that maybe you've got something yeah, going. Something like this. That would the yeah, faint any, is the thumbs like up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Hey, uh, we only have a couple minutes left. It's been. Great talking to you, and I, I uh, thank you very much for coming on. If people want to see more of what you've got uh, happening, they could visit uh, joestevens.com. Go, that... go to the website. There's a uh, fascinating and... uh, bit on the website, a, a video. It looks like it was shot in Cafe Killam, actually. and it's It was. You're correct. Yeah, you recognize the I recognize the yeah, background, yeah. 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 Well, it, it's, it's a bit boring. It's me yapping away, yeah. but then at some point it zips over to a lot of photographs. Yeah. which is good for a photographer. Yeah, it's funny. You're on my radio show. I can't show any of the photographs. But if people did want to see the photographs, is that where they would go? To your... They'd see a lot. They'd and they could freeze frame. And they can freeze frame. Yeah. Okay. So and they some of the pictures that, that we were just talking about, I was just talking about, appear in that, the Johnny Cash stuff. Yeah. Uh, the Clash, pistols, yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. It's not too bad. I kind of like it myself. I like it. Yeah, no, I think I, I, I watched it. It was fascinating. It, it, so if there's anything that you would uh, want to ask Joe, I omitted a few of my own questions because he sat there and answered them right on this video, and it's on uh, joestevens.com. And uh, is there anything else that you want people to know about uh, or anything like that right now? Or When is... Uh, I, I promised Marshall Colby that I'd plug his thing that's coming up. Okay, when, great. When yeah, is sure. that? Do you I know? No. Is it... October 16th at two events on the same day at Rudy's Restaurant in the Square. Oh, great. And the yoga studio above uh, Breaking New Grounds. I think it's on the 16th, So the, all on the same day. October 16th? He's doing an art exhibit. An art exhibit. And this yeah. is Marshall Carby who does that um, uh, visual editorial in the paper, doesn't he? He does that thing for The Wire. Yeah. That little cartoon. So if you've heard the name before, that's who it is. It's a little yeah, cartoon a that he calls painter. a visual editorial. In yeah. fact, I think he might have painted this studio here. He may have. He's And he's had his own show in here. And he's had his own show in here yeah. as well. But so. I, I hope I've got the right date. Okay. I'm saying 16th. Folks, check it out. Check it out. Marshall Cobby. If you need, uh, if we need, um, also, you can go to uh, Facebook and find uh, Local Folk on Facebook, or you can go to stephencarrigan.com and go to the Local Folk tab. I'll post the archive of this article, and um, at least on Facebook, if it is different, I will put something in for Marshall's uh, show for you. Good, thanks. Okay? And the other thing is uh, the, the music hall at the loft and, and the actual hall itself, yep. they've got a lot of great things coming in. Okay, and they're all very busy, very nervous, hoping everything is going to work out. I know a lot of technicians there and people okay. book it. And it's, it's, it, this is the, the exciting period for that whole crew doing shows there. At the Loft? At the Loft and the musical. The Loft and the yeah, musical. Yeah. Okay. A lot of important stuff coming up right now. Well, I mean, it looks like the Punch Brothers are going to be at the musical. The Punch Brothers. Yeah. All right, so that's and then for Margaret tomorrow. Cho was a big hit the other night. Okay, so we've got a lot of things going. Hey, Portsmouth is just a great it's, place it's, to... It's hopping. I wonder what it's going to be like in 10 years. You probably won't be able to get in. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> you probably won't be. I'm glad I'm here now. All right, well, hey, you know, thanks again, Joe. Up next is Under the Radar. Thanks, Steve. And uh, hopefully we get to chat again around town. And, um, well, folks, uh, thanks for joining me here on Local Folk. I'm going to put some uh, music on you to... Uh, music on for you. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye.